And we're back. The Rock Zone podcast in your ears once again. We had a little bit of a break uh, due to unforeseen circumstances. However, we've got a banger of an episode for you because we are fresh out of the London XL Arena event. And was this the greatest High Rocks the world has ever seen? Yeah, spoiler alert, it was. So, yeah, let's just get into it, shall we? Three, two, one. Rock Zone in. Rock Zone in. Why did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Right, boys, as Max just alluded, yes, we have been away for a little while. Oh, by the way, this is producer Mikey speaking. Yes, I'm back in the studio. And there is a reason why we haven't (laughs) done a podcast for a little while. Um, boys, can you explain what happened to the last episode, please? Well, like we, we went to Nathan's house and we started drinking beer and we thought, you know, it would be pretty funny if we just freeball an episode. Mm. And um, yeah, we did pay, some- pay homage to our origins the origin story yeah basically the episode was trash it was awful um like we had secret (laughs) phrases like the elizabeth line and nathan and i beefing about whether the elizabeth line would be open well (laughs) you know we can talk about it or we can listen back to some highlights that i've taken uh, from last week's episode because i wouldn't want the (laughs) listeners to miss out on the absolute brilliance no that happened um I can't believe this is happening. Here we go. I thought so, I was lost to the, lost no, to the archives. No, okay. no. I listened through to it and okay, thought, okay. oh my word. Right. What, what have you got? What are you going to hear? Uh, so this is in the first 10 seconds of the podcast. Right. What is it? Is it classic episode time? It's throwback Monday. Whenever this episode comes out. This is a classic one where we're going to do a bit of drinking, not thinking. So a uh, bit of context. Mikey yeah. is... Not here for this episode, so we thought we'd go back to the roots and hey, drink without think. And it was at that point I knew this episode was going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking not thinking is a classic, like like thing that we did. I loved that back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work now though, does it? No, we have evolved, and that's it? why it's been elevated since I joined the pub. <laughs> I'm going there. Somebody I'm going get there. this guy. I'm in a good mood this oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> there you are with your high rock star. What else have you got? Um, so, uh, clip two, uh, and your chat was off the charts. Listen to this. This is this is so good. Um, right, yeah. what are we starting today off with? Uh, we can start off with why we're not in my house anymore and in Nathan's house. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Why is that? Because I moved out of my house. And uh, we're now back in southwest London in Nathan's apartment. In the Bellharmers. Um, but obviously, as much as I want to talk about Nathan's lovely living room and the out-of-date Stella Artois that I'm currently drinking. Um, I'm Thrilling. So, I'm so happy this didn't air. Yeah, I mean, what content? I mean, we haven't even spoken about High Rocks yet. Yeah. <laughs> but we've spoken about Tom's move and that we're still in southwest London. But you also moved like... Eight months ago, so <laughs> I don't know why it's relevant. There's no relevance. Oh god, that. Is, is that it, or is there any? No, more? no. There's one more. Oh, and do you know oh, what? No. Do you know what? I started to come round to this drink, not think strategy towards the end, because you boys went west, three planets west, to be precise. <laughs> so, if you want to do a hundred walls in under three minutes, ah, you, the problem is gravity. Like the, the <laughs> yeah, that's what we were saying. So yeah. you need to do it on, I don't know, Saturn, where it's more gravity. Would it be easier to do 100 wall balls on the moon or... Where would, which planet would you do it a high It would be easier, race? but less... less I less reckon quick. that's one for Nathan to take away. <laughs> Am I taking into 
like consideration like how hot the planet is yes. like, how sweaty yeah if you can, if you can yeah. do like a brochure for like <laughs> come to mars for your next high <laughs> race race well actually i think that was quite entertaining yeah I, I think that was probably a good bit of the episode um, thanks for keeping that in no yeah. worries so that's what you could have heard everyone but yeah great oh, work lads you didn't you didn't fantastic <laughs> should we uh should we focus on uh, an actual properly produced episode and get into so. high rocks london by chance i think so okay <laughs> that was brilliant thanks mikey <laughs> okay so there were some pretty big races in the high rocks community and that was not just in london town but across the globe hong kong was also happening at the same time i believe i actually haven't realized that until just now well wow. yeah shows how much we researched and prepare for this show i mean london is a big deal right yeah clearly it's the only it's the only th- a londoner is london and that's it nothing exists outside the m25 true yeah. right <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's tickled you hasn't it what are you gonna say Come on. <laughs> I, I was just trying to find the thread to to take this thing back on anyway so we're going to look at some data with the natalator with the natalator <laughs> i love that God, i don't know where my head is at it's been a hong it's, it's been a hong kong keep it's going been a hong kong we rescue this right it's been, it's been a very hard weekend as you can tell right so let's talk about the actual main event that we all attended High Rocks London, we got there in the end. Yeah. So, what was the what was the vibe like, Ben? To paint us paint us a picture. Well, I personally, I'm just going to say off the bat, I think it was the best ever High Rocks race in the history of High Rocks races, and I haven't even attended them all. But we, you have attended a fair few. I've though. attended a fair few, and I have to say, it was just popping off. Like I've never seen so many happy faces, and so many people actually say themselves they think it's the best race. Mm. But we obviously got there the night before, did a little live video on Instagram, which went down very well. Actually, yeah, yeah. we gave a little sort of course walk. Um, everything, all the exercises were in order this time, which I think a lot of the athletes appreciated mm-hmm. because. Even as a spectator, it meant there was a flow to the traffic. Mm-hmm. It meant that you knew what st- what area you were starting in and working your way all the way towards, which was the brand new Thunderdome uh, that we Ooh. called it a Colosseum when we were doing the live stream. We're, we're instantly forbidden of saying, well, we called it a Colosseum yeah. because we missed the big fat writing on the thing yeah. that said Thunderdome. And then we caught up with Christian and we were like, oh, we love your Colosseum-y Thunderdome thing. I was, I was like, how did you come up with the name? He was like... It is like Mad Max. And I was like, yeah, fair. Well, yes. Yeah. Mad Max Thunderdome. Mad Max Thunderdome. Um, Well, speaking of Thunderdome, Mm. two things we need to address straight away. Two things debuted Mm. for the UK, I believe, at minimum. Maybe it's been somewhere else before, but the starter tunnel was new. Yes, the start tunnel had been levelled up. It was no longer an inflatable Red Bull tunnel, but now it was a truss system. And did you see the brand new inspirational video that was playing as well? Yes. What did you think to that? Well, hmm. My honest opinion is it was a bit American. You know what? I take the point on that, but weirdly, I did get feels from it. And I wasn't even racing. I was there with the camera filming other people. And I got some really like interesting faces of people that were kind of finding the moment and actually being like, this is this is what it's come down to. I, I, so I think it does the job. Hey, look, it's uh, beauty lies within the eye of the beholder. Mm. And that was not a beautiful piece of visual content in in my opinion it was i really like the previous uh seasons uh greatest showman (laughs) i can't believe you said that (laughs) i love a musical before i'm about to start i I thought that's really good (laughs) but uh i was i was somewhat skeptical as to what song they're going to be replacing it with when i heard there was a new Mm. video will i say that acdc hell's bells like 
did it justice replacing Hugh Jackman. Yes. Like that was sick. That yeah. was that was bang on. That was sick, bro. It was sick. <laughs> However, the American like you know, sob story. I, I don't know. There was mm. like a family, like a, a dad who was like being lifted over the, the finish line by his, his little girl. It was cute, but it wasn't the same as like the German being like blood, sweat and tears. I've gone into this and it is my privilege to welcome you to the high society. They had a bit of that, <laughs> but I want that all of that, you know? Um, I, no, I take the point. Um, I'm going to agree to disagree with it, you, even though you make a very compelling argument. It, um, look, look, Christian, if you're listening and you need someone to play as a German motivator, I will be there. <laughs> you did I'll, that really I'll, well. I'll, I'll be, be there next time, okay? So, obviously, that was the start of the race. Uh, I thought, obviously, there's a lot more athletes at this event. I think it was, what, 10,000 spectators on each day and then 12,000 athletes? That's looking, what I heard, yeah, yeah 12, online. 12,000 athletes, which is wild number wild however i'm gonna i'm gonna do a ben and and bring you back to the starter line because uh that was new because there was a separate entrance for athletes and it flowed very nicely oh ben that, shaking that was... ben shaking his head in complete and utter disappointment because he was going to mention this yes, apparently i was literally that was how i was teeing up the next bit but, oh, no. but the fact that they managed the the whole uh, traffic to actually push athletes outside and be like you know what Athletes are going to warm up. They don't need loads of supporters around them, like passing bags and water bottles. Um, I thought that was a very clever play by Horrocks because what it meant was that the actual spectator area became a, a little bit more of like an experience. It didn't. It wasn't people rushing around with their bags like, oh, I'm late for my race. I need oh, to yeah. cut yeah. through the crowd. It meant that it was like, okay, you've got Hyrox World. You've got Puma had this fantastic uh, van and sit, sit, well, this whole... Um, build with a track around it where you mm. could test and buy shoes you had creatine people you actually had, you could buy beers this time at the falafel shop which the falafels were actually pretty good did you try one uh i did not but i also did not see any beer being sold at the falafel shop well i, I got a beer from there this is what i love about high rocks right here is that ben enjoyed the falafel shop from the weekend <laughs> like that, that didn't wasn't even on my radar i thought it was so good and there's something for everyone that's just what it shows doesn't it <laughs> They, they also, um, so jumping around a little bit, a, a few of the improvements I've seen between like Dublin and this was where they took your timing chips off of you. So they were actually collecting your timing chips as you exited the... Um, the like the finishing area the recovery the, zone, the recovery yeah, yeah, zone yeah. which meant that you weren't getting traffic as you come off the stage it meant that because yes, like, they normally just yeah. like before you even exit the stage yeah. you need to give them your ankle bracelet but before. It's, it's loads of little iterative improvements that the yep. team are bringing yep. and yep. even did you see that now because you keep your tracking chip on when you walk to get your photo taken your time pops up that on was the cool screen that's a cool new you. addition yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a cool new addition like really allowing you to capture the moment of your race instead of, oh, I don't know which race I raced in this photo. Yeah. So like when you look back at the history books, you can be like, oh, that's the time I did yeah. then instead of, oh, it's me in the same front of the yeah. same banner. So just to make that a little bit clearer, what Ben's referring to is a almost uh, a little square that you stood on to pose for your picture um, at the end of every Hyrox race, which, which isn't necessarily new, but mm. by standing on that square, your timing chip then connected to a screen which was head high and um, when you were taking your finisher photo, it had your name and your time there mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was a nice new addition. And I, I think I completely agree with you, Ben. Uh, a lot of small 
incremental changes for the better. I think the traffic management worked great this time as well. Yeah. I saw multiple high-vis people directing the flow of traffic for like the, the island system. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Speaking of that traffic system, uh, I think Mullet and Muscle, your, your favourite person, Mikey, yeah. um, he, he shot, shot a message across saying, this Thunderdome is awesome. It's, it's very complicated and big. They, they can obviously build stuff. Why aren't they building a bridge like you suggested? And I thought, <laughs> oh. that is actually a really good point. Like, oh. um, of course, you've got like, they're never going to pay for a bridge. But like, I think the Thunderdome itself is one of the best things that came out. It really did feel like a Colosseum environment where you had well spectators stacked left and right, cheering on individual people. And every time there was a uh, hundred warbles broken, it was like it was made a, made to be a song and dance about it. And there was even uh, a prize if you did a hundred warbles unbroken, you got a special Red Bull finishers badge as well. Well, put put a pin in that. I think Mikey might have a thing or two to to say about said prize. Um, my uh, my opinion on the Thunderdome. Um, was when I first saw it, I was amazed. Like it looked mm. awesome. We saw it on the Friday night, as you alluded to, Ben, um, and got like the whole Christian experience of like, and this is what I've created. Children, come look at this. Yeah, and it was cool. Um, Father, ha- Iron, however, yeah. it looked a little bit empty. I'll be honest. Like, were people stacked left and right, three tiered, as you perhaps visualized? No, but look, I'm I'm not one to just uh, point out shortcomings without offering a handy solution. Um, I think the the answer is uh, written in plain sight. What they need to do is sell alcohol and make it a bar on every single level. Oh, a hundred percent. I would I would bet any amount of money that we will see that happen over the course of the season that each sort of layer or tier or stand will actually get its own sponsorship on it mm-hmm. or even the overall thing will be sponsored because it's such a you that's where the moment is that's what that's where the money shot happens why not sell that excitement to brands that want to be associated we'll, with we'll definitely be seeing that yeah, we'll yeah. definitely be seeing that and look i'm not critiquing them like it was a big instrumental change not an incremental change that was a big big yeah. change well you've got to show it before you sell it right yes exactly um and uh, i hope to see uh, the thunderdome more thunderously mm. uh thundering thunder in the future yeah <laughs> clap thunder <laughs> clap lightning storm yeah okay shall we move on to some personal highlights Yes, why not? I think there was so much that went on during the day um, that it's hard to pick out a few straight away. I mean, I'm going to talk about a few that really do stand out mm-hmm. in a later section of the pod. But one of the things that was a bit of a... Hang on, have you seen what's going on there? For me, was um, seeing, I think, Billy Bauer is his name. He's the guy who's like fully tattered up. Mm-hmm. and he uh, had, came fifth, I think, overall. Yeah, fifth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He had this fantastic technique. It was phenomenal for, to watch. For the, uh, for the farmer's carry, where he effectively swung it forward and then used it almost like a Zimmer frame and then like pelted himself forward. So he was like, he was like uh, a yo-yo going forward. So imagine, imagine swinging both kettlebells together forward, then being able to pull your body through the kettlebells, keeping the kettlebells like where they are relative in time Have and space. Have you ever seen Michael McIntyre's stand-up where he talks about doing the skip with the double arms? Yes, yes, yes. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost like that with with uh, yeah. with the kettlebells. And honestly, honestly, I couldn't work it out because obviously there's you you need to use a lot of energy to swing your arms forwards, mm. but then the the momentum yeah. 
literally he was flying through Catapulted. the like when it mm-hmm. when it swung yeah. back and i was like this is yeah phenomenal this I've, technique i've got a, i've got a clip of it so i'll put it up on um at rock zone pod on instagram but it, it felt like for me the one the connection i drew was you know in the barbie film where you see <laughs> ken pulling himself onto the dance floor it kind of <laughs> felt like that where he was like pushing That's his a hips good through. reference that is a good um, reference but i it's it's the first time in a long time i've seen a new technique where i've been like actually that's pretty interesting that is interesting you because you wouldn't have thought there's much of a technique change you can do it's literally yeah. picking up a weight and, and going speaking of technique changes on that's happened this weekend um i did see a photo that shot across of um a hong kong athlete doubles <laughs> and, and they decided to like both partners put hands on the pole and then push together well so like they were like was they, that they were like was that an unfortunate still frame Perhaps were they were they actually both pushing the sled at the same time, or was it was it just an unfortunately timed photo where they were changing? Don't over? ruin it, Max. Don't yeah, ruin let, it, Max. Let's, like, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> I, I want it to be like a tiny little person with a big person, like Russian doll sled push, is what it looked like. Um, I mean, it, did, it did look pretty funny. But uh, yeah, if anyone's funny. got any other weird things they saw on the weekend, do shoot them across. I'd love yeah. to love to hear them. Yeah. Um, did you have any highlights at all? I did. However, I would at this stage like to shout some special performances out, if that's okay. Oh, please. What is the honours roll saying today? So, first of all, let's congratulate Annabelle Obank, who won the Women's Pro with a time of 65.17 seconds. Oh, wow. Well very, done. We got very a, a, a button for that? Why not? Why not? Here we go. <laughs> Slightly undermining that. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So we've got new buttons this episode. So oh, great! Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. Buttons. Yeah. Um, then uh, Jade Skillen logged a great performance as well. The the UK uh, master trainer sixty six oh one, which was yeah. which was nice to see. Um, however, I, I heard she's been eating nothing but steak and eggs for the last couple of weeks, which has allowed her to do that. Are you for real? Yeah, yeah. I was chatting next to her and she was like, oh, I've also cut out refined sugar and caffeine and that's like made the world a difference. Man, caffeine is one of these things that flip-flops every like month. Like it's good for you. It's not good for you. Like what is it? <laughs> You've got an axe to grind so, with Someone who knows something about nutrition, just please, or the General Nutrition Council, the GNC, <laughs> please... <laughs> Please agree on whether it is bad or good. Do you know good. what, as well? I, well, I'm, I'm speaking really anecdotally here off the cuff. I, I imagine it all depends on how you take your caffeine as well. So I've... <laughs> no, but like... <laughs> Sorry, my mind went the wrong way. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you use it as, like, a pre-workout, it probably works really well because, like, mm. I've... I've know some nutritionists who stand by it that you should use it before you race and stuff like that mm-hmm. whereas perhaps if you're drinking coffee like throughout yeah. the day and you're getting constant like uh highs and lows i imagine that could be slightly different thanks for that uh unwanted interjection there, <laughs> you're so mate. welcome i no, really <laughs> just thought that was good actually. i really just wanted no, to no, breeze no. over that I, no uh, yeah <laughs> carry on carry on i went very nerdy very quick and i'll just uh, fade myself <laughs> <laughs> So next up, uh, our boy, Prasmataz. Big up. Our reserve member of the Rock Zone Relay team. Well, no, he wasn't even reserve. He was he was there. Yeah, well, he, he's, he's, the guy, he's the guy that showed up to help us with the relay when I couldn't do it. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he's about half the size as Ben is and still had to wear his size suit, which and was... twice as quick as me as well. Yes, there you go. Uh, what uh, time did he do? He got a PB of 69.09. So, oh, grats, yeah, uh, mate, my well guy. Done. Well... 
There you go. Clown, clown honky. <laughs> you fucking clown. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, it'd be unjust if we didn't shout out our main man, Brian York. Yorkie. Yeah, Yorkie. He, he was lovely. He's always good fun. He, and the, one of the nice things about him, he had a good, great, great anecdote about a previous race out in Spain, I think, where he raced with someone that he met online mm. uh, that bonded over his story of mental health and the partner he, he raced with didn't Spokes, speak a word yeah. of English. And the High Rocks brought them together and they had a fantastic time. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but he did a uh, seven-minute PB in this one. Seven-minute PB, yeah, which, well is a, which is a big accomplishment. That is a lot of minutes shaved off. So, so grats, uh, Brian. Yeah, I also want to shout out uh, Guy and Nathan. They both came up to us and they were just like massive fans of the pod and everything like that. Said hello, which is always oh, good. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Friends, podcast yeah. friends. Yeah. Nicole said Cheers, hi boys. as well. She was asking all the questions on the live stream. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. basically the point is, Thank you so much for making our race day just as special yeah. as uh, your own. Yeah. yeah. However, however, there are two spe- even more special shout-outs that perhaps need a little bit more of an attention. Mm. Okay. The first one being the brand new High Rocks master trainer, Jake Dearden, <laughs> who completed not one, not two, not three, not four. Wow. I'll skip straight to 11. High Roxes across the weekend for that- Macmillan Cancer support in uh, memory of his dad. That was like absolutely. We can't random button that. That has to be a real life yeah. applause. Like honestly, it's like it blew me away because it's not like he was like struggling with those. He's actually happy the whole time. Like he, <laughs> he looked, is, isn't he? he he's is. always smiling. Yeah, he's always smiling. He, like you could not ask for a better face of the sport. Like he is. I, yeah, I, I'm so happy he's he's here, and I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in the space in terms of like bringing all coaches online, uh, bring like bringing the elevating the sport with tips and technique, but more importantly, like just going back to what he's done, like that is a incredible achievement. It's almost a, it's an ultra marathon with eight times of all the exercises as well. Uh, is that right? Ultra marathons, anything in excessive. Yeah, he ran like over eighty kilometers. Over eighty kilometers. Over the weekend. Was it eighty? Oh yeah, of course he would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, wow. His body is like, how is he? How is it? I want to know what he ate actually. Steak and eggs all day, every day. Did you know as well? He had like a almost like a spinal injury at the start of the year or something like really? that. Yeah, yeah. It was. I want to say it was Manchester. He hurt himself quite badly. Oh, yeah. Like slipped a disc or something like that. So yeah. Wow. So to come back. And then he would, and yeah, just unbelievable. Some, some people unbelievable. are just yeah. built different. That is, that is just the, the the morale of the story. Like some people are just absolutely incredible. So, well, he's got five days rest before he's heading off to compete in three marathons across three different continents. He most certainly is. Um, so, if you would like to donate to uh, Jake's incredible moving, motivating, inspiring accomplishment, uh, head over to at Jake Dearden underscore to uh, donate. Yeah. and I, On Instagram, that is. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Like, and go check it out. Like, just actually soak up that story because it is quite inspirational. Um, speaking of other inspirational stories, mm. um, I had the pleasure of watching Victoria Skinner, aka Life of Tour, cross the finish line um, in the Thunderdome. And I have to say, what an amazing woman uh, and what an amazing moment for High Rocks. Mm. Uh, she has a terminal illness and completed a woman's individual race. She set up the Tour Rocks Foundation. And if you head over to tourrocks.com, you can also donate there. But the real inspirational story here is for me, or like the moment that moved me, was watching the whole Thunderdome 
in synchronicity count her warbles mm. and I shed a tear Gus broke down like there was so many people crying thinking of how the journey this woman's gone through to come to she has stage four cancer and she's completed this open singles race and she's basically she's saying that she's she's choosing to do this to help other people in the future mm-hmm. and she's gone on I, even now I, I can't find the words to describe like what that meant mm. to me and that really was probably my top highlight of the whole the whole two days to be honest i mean i unfortunately wasn't there to to witness um the the thunderdome moment but uh i remember you ben coming to me afterwards and you looked proper moved and you told me that exact same story that you just told me of like the whole arena willing this person over the finish mm. line and that's 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 pretty cool like yeah. that is like amazing like even just hearing you retell that story is moving so i can't even imagine mm. what it would be like to to actually be there so uh perhaps not what the the thunderdome was initially built for but certainly made that moment a whole load special more special it seems it, it honestly it was the perfect place to experience the thunderdome i i hope the thunderdome brings more moments like that mm. um and honestly i wish i wish tour every success in uh, the while well, continuing to fundraise um mm. i think she's on itv uh, this week uh, telling her story and stuff so yeah best of luck tour it was lovely to meet you as well we actually met mm. you ahead of time and if anyone wants to go and check out more about tour they can head over to ian uh, k's podcast ukhxr where they've recorded a great episode with her so definitely give that a listen mm. if you want to hear the whole story um, and i'm sure hyrox will be bringing out uh, more of the impact that uh, tour wants to leave behind um, wow yeah what a nice nice story and like perfect perfect anecdote to show what what this whole thing is actually about yeah what like i i want to touch on that properly a little bit later on um however there's absolutely no way that we're gonna follow that incredible story and do it justice with anything other than just talking about tom's knee i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so for all of you who don't know tom uh the illustrious third host of the rock zone who sometimes shows up Mm. um but unfortunately had better things to do than uh come here and tell us about his 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 comeback race yeah two years i think off the circuit and he's now back Back in full swing back on the dance floor in uh, doubles, in doubles. Uh, with his longtime life partner and friend Angus Greensley. Well, that's none of that's true. <laughs> but here's Tom anyway. Yeah. Drag down in. How the fuck are you, boys? Here he is, mate. Yeah, How sorry. are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Where are you How in the world you? right now? I'm currently in a dark corridor in the deepest depths of Cornwall. What are you doing yeah, in Cornwall? I'm in Cornwall. I'm in Cornwall because I am spending some quality time with my grandpa and my dad. Oh, lovely. Three generations. Lovely. Three generations of Tommy PP. Fantastic. Have you told them about how your race went yet? Oh, yeah, I have told them. I've even shown them videos and and footage. My grandpa doesn't have a clue what's going on. Fantastic. Well, how about you? Well, who's this chap? Who's this chap? And why is he topless with his (laughs) his friends? What are all these topless men doing? Brilliant. Um, yeah. Well, would you like to regale us with how your race went? Would you like to to flip it back and to some people oh. who probably appreciate all the topless men? I would love nothing more than to regale my experience, my my re my rebirth into high rock. Um, mm. So I raced with my partner Angus. We did doubles, 
Um, and it was my first race back for two years, believe it or not. My mm. first race was London 2021. Um, but yeah, we did a couple of sims together in preparation for it. We even did the Becky Crocker. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we knew where our strengths and weaknesses lay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's certainly a better runner than me. So the way that we tackled it was really, we just topped and tailed workouts. So he would start and he would finish mostly. Okay. Uh, don't, don't read into that then. Um, <laughs> and then we, uh, yeah, but no, no, it was really good. We, 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 we played a very tactful race. We uh, took some advice from Nathan. We, um, what advice the, did you take? The, the advice, he said that the he said the farmers carry transition is cheap. The changeover is cheap. It's cheap change. So um, so we we, we, did, we did a few of those, and we also tracked our running. So we um, interestingly we figured out through Nathan's expertise um, how I, through the halfway mark on our run, um, if we were doing a timer, um, at what time would we be kind of like you know uh, shooting for? So we were hoping to get. You know, it was ambitious, but we were trying to get 4:30 runs, mm. and we knew once we passed the out for the first time after the lap that if we were um, at two minutes 22, we would be on track. But n- not, and and we were off track every time. But at least we knew <laughs> nice, that we were nice, by nice. how far we were slow. But no, it was a good. We 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 we, we raced well. We ended up doing one hour five minutes fifty two seconds. Well, well which, done. Great. Well done. Play. Well done. Well done. But it was good. It was Playing good. chess with it. What were the? What about funny things that happened? Any funny anecdotes? What were you saying to Angus to get right. him round? Or well, there were two things that happened that were funny to me, and both got post race. Okay. Um, the first one was we we did our race. I recovered. Saw, um, went to watch Mike. This is actually not a funny thing to do with my race. That's to do with somebody else's race. It's to do with Mikey. Okay. Um, so anyway, I didn't know something that Mikey had achieved um, in the in the wall balls, and I won't say anything. So I know Mikey. Mikey might have something to say about it, but nevertheless, I caught Mikey in the recovery zone, and he was just basically pacing the recovery zone <laughs> as if he was like. Just like, I don't know, he just was, he looked like a man on a mission. Like he was, um, I'll send you guys a video so you can see. You really, really him, but he was, yeah, yeah. He was like pacing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Either he was furious about something or he was just like totally gassed about something <laughs> that he'd done. And I hadn't realized, I hadn't realized what he'd done. So, um, so it all makes sense now. So that, that was, that was, a, that was, a, that was a funny highlight for me. And the other thing was Angus and I were really proud of ourselves for the time. And we went and so obviously checked out on the stats where we placed and stuff. And um, we placed 69th in our age nice. of under 29. And, you know, of doubles, it was like 200 and something. Mm. So we were like, oh, I mean, like, we're really happy with our time. But, like, people did pretty pretty bloody well. Yeah. And then I looked back and went back to, just out of interest, like London High Rock 2021 at the XL which was the first one that Max and I did together. Mm. If we did an hour and five minutes, 50 seconds, we would have podiumed. Really? <laughs> wow. So that just, shows, that just shows the caliber. Um, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that is the case. So that just shows the caliber of, um, of, of athletes that were out there. Wow. Yeah, but, obviously, but, but, but we came 69th. 
which is also a highlight. My favorite yeah, number. yeah, nice, nice, um, nice, nice, nice. So, <laughs> so yeah, so, so so that was my that was the summary of, of, of my day at High Rock. Oh, we okay. Well, uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we're remorseful it's, that it's, you you couldn't be here in person, but uh, we'll take the next no. best thing. Well, I yeah, very 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 thankful for you guys to call me. Love love to chat about myself and my my uh my time i'm very happy with it um yeah, yeah bring it on be, bring mate. on the and next you one be. you know what you're getting a random button hey 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 hey, hey. is that not am i not mistaken in thinking that that is the fastest doubles rock zone time bugger off yeah <laughs> you're not getting a button anymore <laughs> no it is it right, is let's just hang up on him three, three two one see you later eat. tom bye, bye. <laughs> Uh, he's got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well done, Tom. He's uh, he's happy with himself. He's he's enjoyed his race, um, and yeah, hopefully he'll be back uh, back in the studio soon. Um, but obviously, he wasn't the only one to race. Max and Mikey, you both raced. How did you guys get on? Well, it's only fair that Mikey goes first after Tom teased and tickled about something that may or may not have happened at Mikey's Warbles. Yeah, I mean, it was a good. It was a good race. Oh, he's happy. So, he's happy. Random so, yeah. for Mikey. Uh, there we go. We're looking for There you go. <laughs> what did that even mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Birmingham was a disaster. It was like my worst, slowest race ever. And then London was my second fastest. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, it kind of felt like good to be back like yeah. i'm suffering from this back issue so i just yeah. sort of took it a bit easier at the start mm. and sort of finished strong which was really really good well um, finishing strong is an understatement yeah. i had i had nathan lean over to me at one point and like show me your timesheet, and he was just <laughs> like look and i was like what he was like no look and i was like what do you mean he was like look at mikey's warbles <laughs> <laughs> and at the time you were first at, the, at that point in time yeah um, yeah uh, dude you went unbroken yeah Unbroken, yeah, yeah, I did 101 wall balls unbroken. Well, I technically did like 110 or something because oh, really? I got no repped on a few of them. So I was trying to work out, is that unbroken if you get no repped, if you don't drop the ball? That's the first thing I was wondering. 100%. That, yeah, well, the, 100%. okay, on the topic of that, if I was to do 100 wall balls and instead of putting the ball on the ground every time and if I just held it, would you count that as unbroken? So I think unbroken means um, without stopping. Do you think? As simple as that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I never I never stopped. I just kept squatting and, and, and but pressing. If, okay, obviously. but what... But, yeah, the, but, but, the but, word but, unbroken but, means but that... But then by that definition, like in wobbles, I'm just going slower. Fine, then, okay, I, it's still a big I'm challenge. Being, I'm being annoying. To do... Um, like, so I went unbroken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got a little yellow flag. No, across the, you've actually got one. Yeah. What, okay, okay, do you know what that means? No, still don't know. So uh, as I crossed the finish line, someone was like, oh, did you get the yellow flag because you went unbroken? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, like, I was like, what do I do with it? And they were like, I'll go and speak to the Red Bull people. So I went over to the Red Bull people. I was like, hey got this yellow flag like what does it mean they're like oh you just get to wave it what i was like what i was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool was, you know when you're just so tired that you're like i you're trolling me right now and i can't i can't make sense of this i'm too tired but yeah then uh, uh as as tom says 
I uh, walked into the uh, into the recovery area and I was just pacing. I was just like, you didn't know what to do with your flag. <laughs> no, no, I was just like in the in the zone after that. Yeah. Just after that finish, yeah, Sick. yeah, I was gassed. You like we met you on the uh, on the top of the Thunderdome after that, and I I thought you were a little bit out of character. You were kind of like, yeah, come on, like it looked yeah. like you were Conor McGregor wanting to fight. I you uh, like, yeah, I, d- I just had a bit of like real neg week to be honest. Like yeah. I was just not looking forward to the race, and then to come out with a good time, like. No. Nice. Mate, it just well ch- it just literally done. flipped well everything on well its head. Yeah. Thank you again, High Rocks. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So sorry to wrap this story up. You were supposed to get a finisher patch. I don't know. Or, or I literally what? don't know. I asked. I asked everyone. Just kept telling me to go and ask the that person over there and that person over. There, and I asked everyone, and no one knew. Right. So. Well, that's something that perhaps we would like to get some insight on from any of you listeners. If you are listening and you have any idea what you should have perhaps got for a hundred unbroken wall balls um, done unbrokenly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what what does that mean? What, what should you've just got a yellow flag to wave around and say you're the king of the castle? Like what, what what's going on? We, you know when you're just castle. like, am I just being ungrateful that yeah, I got yeah. a yellow, a little tiny little well, yellow flag? Mikey's or? actually brought it to the studio with yeah, him, so yeah. clearly it means a lot. So, <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to bring it so you could rinse me on it. But yeah, yeah, it's not as flags go. It's pretty average, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it I, is. I bet the, the flag, guy doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet the flag was just is. a way for them to be like, be like, oh yeah, I'm raising the flag because this guy's done a hundred unbroken, and then I think the DJ should have done something, done something differently for like making a song and dance about it, and then they give you the flag so that you can trade that for the badge. But I just don't think that worked on the day. Ah, mm. doesn't that's, matter. That's it doesn't matter. Anyway. Celebi. I know Celebi. I did a hundred. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Um, should we talk about my race? I'd love to talk about your race. Okay, I don't really want to talk about it that much. <laughs> okay. But, uh, okay, so I raced, and that was that was about it. Uh, I I make I make it very clear to everyone, like in the studio, it is that my main priority is not high rocks when it comes to athletic endeavours. I'm first and foremostly a golfer. Make of that whatever you want, whoever's listening, but that's that's what I live and breathe All for. the diehard fans listening yeah. to this, yeah. their hearts are breaking <laughs> right now, Max. What? <laughs> you mean this isn't your true passion? Well, you know, it kind of is. Um, but not not really, no. Uh, so I actually played a pretty significant match uh, of 18 holes before Golf. my race. Golf, that is, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so what's that, like four hours on my feet? And it was as chance would have it a very very hilly and undulating course how, so, how long is the average golf course like uh well it's this one was around six thousand five hundred yards so i don't know what that is in uh kilometers but maybe five or six five six k yeah something like that cool but you know obviously walking up and down yeah, with and weight it's it's more yeah. the mental concentration like it really yeah. zaps you yeah. so uh i didn't want to forfeit that and i thought you know hey ho i'll do that in the morning my race is at 6:10 i was filling in oh yeah sorry i was filling in for nathan who uh, injured himself yeah unfortunately but then gratuitously i picked up uh his Wait. ticket yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm hoping that you like completely destroyed his stats online so that 
the name carried over. No, Nathan made sure that uh, the name was changed ahead of time. I bet, I bet. There was, uh, Nathan is, uh, is a generous man, but uh, do not mess with his uh, data. <laughs> with his median. <laughs> Don't mess with my median. Um, so I uh, I showed up and I, uh, I'd, I trained a little bit more after the debacle in Milan, the, the mm. pizza race, the infamous pizza race. And I stepped back down to open um because i thought you know what i've i've just not been doing enough for for pro i finished in 11909 um and at this stage uh i'd maybe like to open up a little bit if that's okay spread your legs come on uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> um i uh, i i spoke to to ben about this uh briefly um before recording that um there is a little bit of a an onus, self-imposed onus and, and pressure on us at the Rock Zone to perform. Ben's spoken about this at the past. Like we build up a little bit of it, or we try to build up a little bit of a personality, a presence in the sport. And I think with that comes a certain pressure to perform. But it's always internal. It always comes from you. Like No, no one is telling me to yeah, do this yeah, yeah. apart from myself. But I just feel like a little bit of a fraud if I talk about High Rocks all the time and I'm not putting in good times. I, I understand that. And I, it's something I've battled with in the past. But I've really landed on this thing, which is like, I love High Rocks for the people. Like the like mm. for us, like this podcast allows us to make so many friends and meet so many mm-hmm. people that it means so much too. And it means like the the friendships mean more to me. And the actual like turning up to like the XL for two days and being surrounded effectively by DJ music, it does get a lot. But at the same time, I would not miss it. It's really good. Quite it's like really good it's, fun. It's true, and I agree wholeheartedly with you there. And um, it's just something that uh, perhaps. Um, gets uh taken for granted every now and then like i'm i'm i lace up my boots and then i think uh i'm i'm there to compete and to a certain extent i am but also to some extent i'm not at all mm. i'm here to have a good time mm. and set my or expose myself to a challenge and then have something to talk about i, afterwards. I would say as well you are um a competitive person a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent like compared to me i i'm more of a like eh, I, i'm never gonna beat you so i'm not even gonna get worried about it sort mm. of thing like yeah, I'd love to be that to be able to trash talk you and be like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to come after your time, but I genuinely have no ambition to to put that pressure on myself, on a moment, on. And anyone. you know what, I, I think that's uh, something that I would like to uh, take on board for myself. Mm. Use you as a inspirational poster. <laughs> Basically, I know I'm inept, so <laughs> it's easier just no, not it's to not try. That. It's not that, <laughs> and we've spoken about this in the past and other podcasts cover this as well like you know it's just you against you you're not there necessarily mm. to podium and all that and you know tom alluded to the fact that if uh if if angus and himself had raced two years ago they would have been on the podium but mm. two years down the line they're so far removed from the leaderboard like you wouldn't even mm. be thinking about podium but there's there still is such an onus on the competitive element of this and I do think it gets lost a little bit that this is just a challenge. People are just doing something out of their comfort zone. You're supposed to like enjoy it as much as possible. And you're not there necessarily to get a PB every single time. And I feel like at the moment, the way I'm interpreting everything that I'm seeing on social media, 
is it perhaps a little bit too intense? I think like you, social media is an interesting one. You get a warped sense of like people that post about this stuff all day, every day. Mm-hmm. They obviously either have a connection to the fitness industry or they live and breathe it mm-hmm. and they want to go after something and put themselves in the, the, the upper tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also if you think about London as well, like you've got so, it's, there's so many athletes at this race that just happened. Of course, you're going to see a, high, like a higher number of people who really want to take it seriously so that may be that you're seeing the perception there i guess what you're trying to allude to is this like don't get yourself down if you you look around and see people excelling and crushing it but also to make any kind of uh recommendation because ultimately Mm. you do whatever you want to do if you are here to chase a bb you are doing that if mikey wants to use this as a redemption race to put behind him a a less good race who who am i to tell you what to do Mm. i'm just observing merely observing and it's something that i want to change about myself so i'm not going to Mm. suggest or recommend anything it's literally just food for thought Mm. so i guess what we'll take from this is if you see max racing slap him on the ass send him on his (laughs) way uh but don't put any pressure on him (laughs) well speaking of i'll share my personal highlight of the of the the race um because we've not talked enough about my race clearly (laughs) um there was uh, a, a chap um racing next to me who uh who saw me come alongside and was like oh here he is and like gave me a nice smile and a nod and you know i smiled and nodded back but i wasn't quite sure like you know when you're racing you always think like oh was that person cheering for me no like they're cheering for the person like Mm. behind you but then i don't know a couple of exercises later i i meet him again on the running track he's like oh here he is go on that's a great pace lad and i was like this is definitely for me this like he's talking about me so I didn't quite know what to do, so I just gave him the the celebratory like smack on the ass. I was like, "Yep, on your way, lad. <laughs> on your way." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was my interaction. I thought, you know what? That's a pretty, pretty, you pretty should, good moment. You should have gone, "All right, boy, slap on the ass." And I couldn't. I could. Why? Well, the thing is, I did that because I couldn't think of anything to uh, say. So I was just like, "I'll do." <laughs> ha, ha, okay. Now, now that I'm getting into the into the more fun part of the race, I've I've just thought of another really good moment that I'd also like to share. Oh, please! So there was um, a wave going off just in front of me, and the way this uh, new starter tunnel worked is that it literally looked like a stampede, like a a horde <laughs> of like men, like ready, like bumped up, storming through the gates. Sounds like Lord of the Let's go. <laughs> And uh, I was thinking, oh shit, I'm gonna get caught in like the the corner and like uh, be be because that happens, right? Mm. Every now and then you can see a new wave start and it gets quite busy. And uh, someone, or loads of people, dashed past me, but one person in particular like, dashed past me. I was like, oh god. And then as I look down, I see a fleet of uh, a piece of apparel that I recognised, and. Uh, <gasps> The guy was wearing rock socks. No. <laughs> and I yes. was like, go on, lad. Overtake me even faster. Go, go, go. 17% to you and all your kin. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was pretty special, actually, to, awesome. to, see our, to see our rock socks on the track. So, uh, yeah, 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 seeing them in the wild is a yeah. really like special feeling. But also, both of those things have absolutely nothing to do with my performance. Yeah. And a perfect case in point of Max, stop taking this so serious. Like you're here to have a good time, and that's it. Well, I think a lot of people had a good time. So, I mean, well done 
to Max and to Mikey on fantastic races, and you guys really enjoyed it, it sounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of other people were out there on the track enjoying their day, and of course, we were out there with our trusty microphone, picking up everything, every snippet that every athlete had to offer. Um, So we've actually got some audio notes from the day. Would you guys like to hear them? Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to give them to you right now, or at least you, dear listener, you're not going to get them just yet. Uh, we've run on long enough, so I'm going to take this moment to pause, let you get on with your day. We know you're busy people. And uh, the, the follow-up episode, so London Part 2, uh, will be dropping very soon in your timeline. So if you're not already subscribed, please do follow. Please do hit that like, share, and subscribe button, or whichever thing that you think will help us in any which way. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram, at Pod, where we've got loads of content content of the actual day coming up uh, loads of funny things we've got uh, what's the hunter reel going to be about max beat the elite beat the elite um there's grape gate get ready for that it's going to be funny um <laughs> and i think in the next episode you'll hear a little bit more so do stay tuned um is there anything else that we need to wrap on that i think well good luck to you and your kin as i would say right now um enjoy the rest of your day guys um and we'll see you soon three two one roxone roxone out <laughs>